show, boys, for Tuesday, March 24th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And it's going to be a weird one because no top tens. They've stopped recording, reporting top tens at the box office. Which is a disgrace. It really is a disgrace. Release the numbers. Yeah. I don't care how small the numbers are. I don't care how insignificant the numbers are. There are numbers. And if there's a number, the number should be released. Well, let's just let's just t- go into a little bit how small these numbers are. Because there's a lot of, like we talked last episode, there's a lot of drive-ins still open. Drive-ins might be the savior of the box office as we know it. We w- went into that in last episode, so listen to that. There is a and there and there's still some there's still some movie actual indoor movie theaters that are open. Yes, there's a f- apparently there's some there's some movie theaters that are basically just like not chains that are just owned by just a, a you know a dude could own a movie theater. You know, you don't have to be a corporation. You could just be a a, a person who's got a building and you you buy movie prints from a from the studios and you show movies and then you could do whatever you want. Phil's movie theater. Yeah. It could be Phil's movie and theater. And Bill is like Oh, I said Phil. And Phil you said Phil, I said Bill. It's it's a, it's tomato tomato. It's a farce. They're competing and they're right across the street from each other and it's very confusing. Yeah. And they're brothers. But yeah. Of course they are. Only brothers would do that to each but, other. Yes, and they're both showing The Invisible Man. What this past weekend? Well, Bill and Phil both showed The Invisible Man. Well, real quick, I can give you some numbers for at least the f- top few movies, and uh, yes, they are let's... they are rough. So, okay, I, I know Onward's going to try to act like this is a feather in their cap, but they really they don't get this number one. This is this is Asterix City if we if there's ever been one. But so Onward was the number one movie at the box office this weekend. Yes, technically, uh, it made seventy one thousand dollars in one hundred and thirty five locations, down ninety nine percent from last week, which was ten point nine. Is million. that the biggest? Is that now the biggest uh, drop in the number one position? It's ninety nine percent of the box office. Is that a record? It's gotta be there's no way it is not i mean i don't know officially but i'm gonna call it because i i feel like that has to be a record i couldn't think of another number one movie other than maybe john carpenter's vampires that uh, could have dropped that precipitously after being number one right so that's a disgrace well onward is a disgrace we'll get even further into that later when we talk about Mm -hmm. it's it's vod numbers and then, so number two was The Invisible Man made 64K wow. at 111 theaters, drop of 99% from last weekend's 5.89. Now, what makes this more interesting is this: these movies were available this weekend to, one was, one was, they're both, they're both available to rent. No, Onward was available to buy. Right, right. Onward was available to buy. On VOD. On VOD. 
Invisible Man was available to rent for 48 hours at the same price of a purchase, which would be $19.99. So that's interesting. That's very interesting that people still went out to see the movie and braved the coronavirus instead of just staying home and renting it. Well, I mean, you got to figure that there are still some places where access to cars are higher than access to high-speed internet. True. And people just want bigger screens. I mean, there's people who are just like, I got, I, I'm not watching this on my television. They might have a box TV at home. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have. And they, they want that big screen. Yeah, that's, 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 that is true. So then he, and there's also people who still don't know about the coronavirus. We can't underestimate the number of people in the United States who are blissfully unaware that there's a global pandemic. That is, that is very true. Now, number three is very interesting. And I want to get into this because this is Sony's okay. Bloodshot, which is a Vin Diesel starer, made mm-hmm. $52,000. In 79 theaters, which was down 99% from last weekend's 9.1 million. Okay, but here's the thing. It was only in 79 theaters compared to Onward's 135 and Invisible Man's 111. So if they were even theaters, if they were in the same amount of theaters, Bloodshot would have been the number one movie. Bloodshot had the highest per screen average. Yes, because this this movie, I, like, it was in less theaters than the movie right under it, which was Call of the Wild, which made 46000 at 86 theaters, which was only a 98% drop. So I have to say, that's a win for Call of the Wild. One of the few yep. wins for a movie that is going to lose yep. a lot of money. Uh, but it made $2.2 million last weekend. 46k but it was still in more theaters than bloodshot so bloodshot is a movie people want to see yes blood i think one of the big stories of the coronavirus is going to be that bloodshot was a win for vin diesel it was a, a box office hit kind of it shows his power and we're not gonna listen we're not gonna blow up anybody's spot we have a very close friend right. who, when the coronavirus started, spread it. And there, and there was no, there was no um, shelter in place. There was none of these orders. No one was defying an order because there were still movie theaters open. This person yes. went out of their way to make sure that Bloodshot was the last movie they saw in theaters before the theaters closed. Now, and this is a right-thinking person. This is not a person that I would say does things just off the cuff, right? This is somebody who's got their shit together. And the fact that they would— No, this is not an Instagram influencer who's having, you know, uh, social distance picnics with 10 other people in the park. It's not one of those bozos. No, this is a complier. This is somebody who complies. And, well, I don't want to say it that way because that— that's con- those connotations, but there's somebody who is law abiding, let's say, 
somebody complies complies in the with right other right thinking people. Yeah, yeah. Not a you know. I, I know. Yeah. Let's not dig any deeper. But I do think that that speaks volumes. Yes, yes. That is the power of Vin Diesel, and Vin Diesel doesn't have casual fans. Vin Diesel has super fans. And you also have to think, this weekend was pretty much all drive-in movies. Mm-hmm. So who's going to be a star when it comes to doing things in your car? Oh, who gets the cars out? Who who has a... Yep. Yeah, you're so right. Who can get those cars... He's a star out who gets the cars out. Can you say that again cleanly? Because I think I was talking over it. You were talking over it, and it's a great slogan for Vin Diesel. He's a star out who gets the cars out. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And I think in this new society that's going to have drive-ins, and I think that is going to be a huge boon for whatever studio can get Vin Diesel into more movies. Yep. 100%. You know, last week we talked about how if movie the movie business becomes a drive-in theater business not if when the uber situation not if when 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 it when. i mean it is now when it will only get turn into more of a drive-in theater business talked about how uber lyft some people don't like uber they like lyft they think one evil tech company is better than the other sure but how ride shares are going to be the way people go to see movies mm-hmm. obviously people are going to also be driving there in their own cars do we think that movies will have to become more about cars to draw cars? Yeah, it's one of those things where you want to see yourself on the screen. You want representation. And if you're right. sitting in a car and you're watching right. a movie, say, I'll just pull one out of a hat before sunrise. That is a movie mm-hmm. that has only walking and Yes. Some train travel, and I do think there might be buses, but a bus isn't a car. Mm. A car is a car. And if that's a movie that you release now, and you're sitting in a car, you're going to be like, these assholes too good for a car? What's going on yes. here? So, I don't relate to this character. They're not in a car. They're walking. And, and yeah, something like a walk to a walk to remember is a movie that I don't think gets made now in our drive-in theater culture. And also, it's it's you know people are gonna want the safety of a car or the perceived safety of an enclosed space once they leave their domicile, so either their apartment. Yes. or their house, they're not going to want to be out in nature the way it used to be because now it's dangerous. So they're going to need that buffer. Right. So we talked last week a little bit about a cube. That is also a possibility. So I feel like if the cube technology, which would be just something that you would walk around in, that's not necessarily a car. Right. I'm not saying car companies. Right. It's a walking cube. It's a walking cube. I do also think that if... You know, Vin is going to want to do movies in the cube. So with like Mm -hmm. the cube will be part of it. Still cars because that's his old school thing. You got to get both quadrants because now there's going to be two quadrants. There's going to be car and there's going to be cube. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to need to hit both of those 
representations. And I think Vin is the star right. to do that. Right. Because he's got the car he's got the car quadrant on lockdown. And, he's the car guy. And now and now it's it's how do I expand into the cube market? Right, right, right. Do you think that because they've moved fast nine to next April. Uh-huh. It's supposed to come out this this spring, move to next April. We know that movie's gonna have a lot of cars. So that's gonna play huge to the drive in theater audience. Do you think that they shoot some new scenes to add some walking cubes into F9? Now, of course, walking cubes are not a real thing yet, but... In a year, they will be. We could assume they will be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think in a year, they will be, and I think that, yeah. I think this is... The strength of the Fast and the Furious movies is they are adaptable. So... You know, mm-hmm. when Paul Walker, R.I.P., passed away, they were able to figure out a way to get around it, to make it work, and they excelled at it. I think that was that's probably, other than five, that is the best movie in the franchise. Up, up mm-hmm. until now, because it's looking like nine is going to be spectacular, but I do think there is time to, because it's a whole year, there's time to shoot at least a few cube scenes. Right, right. I mean, I think that's right. something that Yeah, I think I think Are you there? You can hear me? I'm there. Okay. Um I think we I think we were both so much on the same page that we just both had to stop talking. It's so and... it's so rare for us to be quiet for any length of time. Yeah. But I mean, this is just such a good idea. There's, there's, uh, there's no arg- there's no arguing here. We're both on the same page. There will be a a walking cube scene that's inserted into F nine, and it's going to hit the two major quadrants. Yeah, walking cubes and cars. Uh huh. So I think that's great, and I think this is a big win. And we'll get into. So do we want to talk a little bit about the rental numbers? Yeah, I guess let's get into. Is there anything else we could glean from our? We do have a. We did have a top five, even though we said there aren't numbers. There were. There was a top five. Um, Onward is still a bomb, mm-hmm. and Bloodshot is a hit. Bloodshot is a theatrical hit. Yes, and Call of the Wild is. You know, it did. It, it. It's amazing that it's number five. That you know why? I think that's the oldsters. They have roadsters. Yeah. They went out there that was like yeah. it was like a Beach Boys video. They were out there like it was Surf and Safari. They're they're out there with their mm. top down, you know. And So you think they were out there with the top down which defeats the purpose of going in a car during a pandemic. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. They were six they're they're they've got to be 6 feet away. And with the top down, you're still 6 feet away from another car if you park correctly. Right, right, right. So I, I do think that this was, hey, let's get my old 57 Chevy out, take the top off. If if that's a, a car that has a top you can take off or they just sawed it off, I don't know. It's end time, so right. who knows? There might be a Gatling gun on it. I don't know. But they're like, let's take this out and go see Call of the Wild. Born to be wild. Let's yeah. let's We're born to be wild. Let's go see Call of the Wild. 
Yeah. And, and you know what? If you're going out to a movie now, there's that thought in the back of your head, this might be the last one. Mm-hmm. So it was also very interesting to get into the psychology of some of these people who were deciding what their possible last movie would be. Yeah, so I mean th- that this is this this is like dark territory. Right, right, right. But I definitely think that it's dark times. It's a dark territory for dark times, and I do think that there was some thought. Uh, there's some thought uh, to be put into yeah. that, and I think, and that's not just yeah. for oldsters. I do think. No, that- no, no, I'm saying for all people. I think that's a reason why Call of the Wild made the top five is that Harrison Ford, no matter what age you are. He's the type of star that makes your this might be my last movie list. And that's why Bl- Harrison Ford and Vin Diesel. That's, and that's the thing. And that's why when you look at Onward, which is, I mean, do you want your last movie you ever see to be a Chris Pratt movie? Right. And to be a, a mediocre now, Pixar movie? Less than that. Subpar. No, you know what you know what Pixar movie would do great in the new society is going to be Cars Four. Oh, like which I don't think is in production, but they got to get that out into theaters because it's going to kill in the drive-in market. Oh, Cars versus Cubes. Yeah, yeah, they got to get on that. Cars, um, Cars for Life. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. So, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think there was some thought to that. I do think so. I'm going to, you know, call that a win for Call of the Wild. People answered Mm -hmm. the call. Good for them. All right. Anything else until we get to these bullshit streaming charts? Let's get into the streaming charts. Let's do it. Oh, so we got, can you we believe got you, rankings. Pat, we don't have numbers. Can you believe you just said, let's get into the streaming charts? Uh, well, listen, we said from the beginning of the show, we're about box office and box office, I guess, is adaptable. And so we have to be adaptable. And right now the box office is streaming charts. Yep. Okay, so let's get it. So this we're using uh, Scott Mendelson at Forbes, our boy Scott Mendelson on the front lines. Doing, Great man. Doing the, doing the God's work. He has a article that is basically showing all of the different rankings. The ones that we're going to focus on are iTunes and Amazon, because I think that's where most normal mm-hmm. people go to rent movies. I mean, yeah, you can get it on Fandango now, huh? Or Google Play, huh? huh? But people aren't doing that. I'm exclusively going to iTunes to rent stuff. And we rented a movie, one of the newer movies that we'll get into at the end of the episode. So that's a little tease. Yes. And we'll see where that showed up on these charts. And I don't think it's going to be too high. But no. Now, this is for the weekend. Let's look at the top rentals for iTunes, according to Scott Mendelson at Forbes. Jumanji, Jumanji, the next level. Was number one. So, th- wow. So, so the top rentals are Jumanji number one, Contagion number two, 
Knives Out 3, Bombshell 4, Invisible Man 5, Ford v. Ferrari, Spies in Disguise. Got to talk about it again, 1917, then Richard Jewell, and then Emma. So those are the top 10 iTunes rental rankings. Now, very curious, though. So Invisible Man, very strong showing. Yes. And Emma, stronger showing than something like, say, The Hunt, which is interesting to me, but actually not too interesting now that I've seen The Hunt. Well, I mean, let's let's state it up top. So the big, like, new movies that premiered this week were um, Invisible Man, Emma, and um, The Hunt. And that was... And I got to say, that was what The was, Hunt bombed. Yeah, that was what was available to rent for 48 hours at 1999 this weekend. Yeah. So that was the stuff, although Onward was available to be bought... And so that mm-hmm. gets into a different chart because it's not rentable. You could only buy it for nineteen ninety nine, and we'll get into the top sales a little bit later. But yes, I think that the hunt bombed, and understandably so. But the Invisible Man is showing great strength. Yeah, the Invisible Man is is just a buzzy hit, and it carried over, and. You know, it's nice to see that because we've talked about this is a movie that probably could have made $100 million to the uh, domestic at the box office. But because of what happened, it's never going to get there. And it's good to see it continuing its momentum on streaming. Yes. I agree. And I, I do think— Getting some of the glory it was robbed of. And you know what? Not to I'm not going to go off on a tangent on this because this is a movie that really has no impact. Although, Bombshell, high up there. Very interesting. Yeah. I, want- I mean, were there people who thought they would get their news from this movie? Maybe. Maybe they just wanted to see the good old days of Fox News back before the, the, right, the pandemic. Right. Well, I, I have some numbers from somewhere else about rentals and do you want to know where the hunt finished in terms of rentals it finished at number 70 what where where is this from what information are you getting like what website so it's an it's an indie wire article and they went through the top 100 over the weekend and uh just picked out where the top New the the uh, new releases finish and the hunt finish at number seventy on what chart? So the hunt on the iTunes rental chart. Number seventy. Number seventy. That, the that, hunt finished number seventy. It's a huge. It is as big of a disaster as it gets. No, that can't be correct because I'm also I'm looking at a rental chart. For iTunes and where it's coming in for me is 19, which is a still a bomb, okay. but I 70 is ridiculous. IndieWire, what are you smoking over there? I mean, it, send me a link. Send me a link, and way, I need to look at this. Either way, the hunt I would say is the bomb of the week. Yeah, it's got to be because it's getting beat by. I mean, according to this chart, even if you're just looking at this chart that I'm looking at, 
It's it got beat right. by Spies in Disguise and Dark Water and Ford v Ferrari movies that people had a chance to see, and the fact that right. this brand new, basically brand spanking new movie, could not get even top ten is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to really figure out where the I, I don't I don't believe anything Andy Wire says. By the way, I I think we need to figure out a a good place to go for this and stick to it. Because I don't... 70 seems nuts. Because even if you look on the regular iTunes chart that they, right. they have, The Hunt is at... Oh, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, it's not on the chart right now. Exactly. It's 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 totally a disaster. Oh no, it's at 24 on the actual iTunes. If you go to the iTunes store on your laptop or regular computer, on the side it's just top, it shows top movies. Now, I don't know if this is an aggregate of sales and rentals, but The Hunt is at 24 today. So that is after the weekend, but still, I think if word of mouth was good on this, it would still be high, high up there. Right. I mean, it is a movie that just had a theatrical campaign. So there was as much advertisements for this on TV as you're going to get for any new iTunes movie. It was Mm -hmm. just plastered all over television two weeks ago. So it should have had a ton of momentum. And... People did not want this movie. Nope. They did not want it. So let's look at Amazon real fast, and then we got to get to the moves because there were some big moves that happened. Okay, we do, yeah. What do we want? Real quick, let's just talk about the top sales on on iTunes. So Onward was the top seller, so it's number one there. Jumanji Next Level, then Contagion, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. Knives Out, Bloodshot, 1917, Bombshell, and then Spies in Disguise. So Bombshell... So I think this, the thing we're seeing here... Bombshell's doing, doing really well. I mean, we're not even going to talk about Contagion. Great. Everyone is renting the movie about the thing that is going on. Good for them. Great. Basic um, shit. Love it. Jumanji is just such a massive hit. Yes. It is so beloved, and it's great to see it just continue dominating, and it's great to see it finish above Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and I think Onward is going to drop, and you're going to see Jumanji. You're going to see Jumanji at the top at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because they're going to be like, Onward, I just want something good. I can trust Jumanji as a brand. Right. Pixar I can no and longer trust. Was- this was Rise of Skywalker's first week of VOD, right? They dropped it early. They dropped it early, but I think that they dropped it last week. Last week. Yeah. So, but still, for that movie to be already, once again, just in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. You know, the the idea that everyone is stuck indoors, nothing else to do. The newest Star Wars movie just became available, and it 
immediately just went to the middle of the pack. It's just another embarrassment for this movie. Yeah. That has just nothing special about it at all. So, and you can see that too with, so we're looking at the top titles from Amazon. So again, Mm -hmm. number one, Jumanji, next level, then Knives Out, then Greatest Showman, which does, this movie has the longest legs of any movie. Mm-hmm. Bombshell showing up on all the charts. Midway, yeah. So Bombshell is a hit. Bombshell, Midway, Midway. So Bombshell is a streaming hit. Uh, un- yes. Uncut Gems. Then Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, Onward, Frozen Two, and Contagion. So Star Wars just sinking all the way down the charts. You know, Bombshell is basically. What we said about this movie when it first came out in theaters, which is it should have been an HBO movie. Uh-huh. It's a streamer. Yeah. And it found its home. Yeah. It's a, it's a streamer. It's where it should be. Exactly. It, it It's home. Yes. Yeah. And that should be its marketing campaigns. Bombshell, you're home. Mm-hmm. You're home, we're home. Yep. So that's those things. So- so those are the charts. So they're a little all over the place, but there are things that obviously we can extrapolate from this that Jumanji continues to be a raging success. We're also going to have Bad Boys dropping pretty soon. And I feel like that's going to be topping some charts. Yes, definitely. It's dropping early. Because it's... It's dropping early to buy. It's got all the momentum. Mm-hmm. And people are going to buy this movie. Yes, so, Pat, do you want to talk about yes. some moves? Yeah, let's talk about some moves. There were a lot of big ones today. There, and there were some big ones that we didn't get a chance to talk to uh, talk about or uh, last weekend or last, I guess, what was it, Thursday that we did our last episode. And it came out on Friday. So let's take a look. Okay, so a few things that were available to drop, to buy early – Birds of Prey, Gentlemen, came out today. So those are available to Mm -hmm. buy. Bloodshot came out today, available to buy. And that is the, that is crazy because that movie came out, what, two weekends ago? Or last week? It came out at this point 10 10 days ago. And now it's available to purchase. Not rent for 48 hours, purchase. So... Uh, question for us, because at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about the movie that we we rented this past weekend, which was The Hunt. This week, is Bloodshot the movie that you and I are going to buy and watch and talk about next week? Absolutely. And I think the reason being is that the other one that I would be a little bit tempted is The Way Back, which also dropped to mm-hmm. buy today. But the thing about that is it... Didn't do much at the box office. I feel like I know what that movie's going to be, and I'm going to, I'm definitely going to watch it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to wait to right. rent that movie. I think Bloodshot mm-hmm. is a movie that we need to see immediately. That way, we can mobilize our fans to either watch it or not, because I think that that yeah. is the one that is riding high at the theaters and could be riding high on the charts 
when we do our next episode. So I think that is something that we definitely yeah, I'm have ex- to Yeah, I'm excited for it. And as yeah. BO boys, of course, we can write it off on our taxes if taxes are collected ever again. No, we can't pay taxes this year. Yeah. No taxes, no rent. Um, no, you shouldn't pay for milk. There's like five or ten things I think uh, are free already. So Listen, we aren't making people give us money at Patreon for the next couple months. So I feel like, how is that any different than my rent? How is that any different than my cell phone bill? How is that any different than, I shouldn't be paying for my, I should be paying for my Amazon Prime. No, that's got to be free too. Your landlord should cover that along with your rent right now. Absolutely. So we have those, we, we, we have those dropping. We also have a few theatrical moves. Now, these are the ones that we need to really talk about. Now, Mm -hmm. Black Widow moved May 1st. So it has Black... Okay. Uh, So Black Widow is a big one that moved. We talked about that one last weekend, but that was like a big one that moved. Now, we... And that is TBD, right? That That is... There is no new date, yeah. Now, another female superhero that has moved, Wonder Woman 1984... That had a June 5th opening. It moved to August 14th. Wow. It's so interesting because this was... Many were predicting that Wonder Woman might actually be the biggest domestic earner of the summer. Mm -hmm. You know, because the Marvel movie was not going to be. Black Widow was not going to be that. The Pixar movie was not going to be the Disney live action movie was not going to be. So it really did look like Wonder Woman opening in June could have been the, it made over 400 million domestic for the first one. So it really was looking like Wonder Woman was going to be the big movie of the summer. Well, so here's the thing. So so it's, it's still coming out in the summer. So that actually makes me feel good. I'm optimistic now that, that, that Mm -hmm. we may be able to go back into a theater Maybe July, August, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Now, but what this does, when a big movie like this moves, what you have is a domino effect. So then we Mm -hmm. had Malignant, which is a James Wan thriller that was supposed to open on August 14th, moved off the slate to TBD. Wow. So you're getting... So that was another Warner Brothers movie, I'm guessing. If it's James Wan, I am assuming. Yeah. But so. Yeah. And it seems like the Wonder Woman, the Warner Brothers moved the chess pieces around and put uh, Wonder Woman in a slot they already had. Now, some other movies that were supposed to open on August 14th, which may still open, are the one and only Ivan, which is a kid's movie. Who knows? The most interesting one is Nobody which is the Bob Odenkirk action movie. This was slated to Mm -hmm. open on the 14th. Now, this might be counter-programming because I know Wonder Woman is a four-quadrant movie, or we'll see if it's going to be the new two-quadrant movie. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cars in it, and I'm not thinking there's going to be any cubes, but we'll see. But does Bob Odenkirk take on Wonder Woman as a counter-program? Because it's like Wonder Woman versus like a, a, a male driven action movie. Right. 
I mean, with the Bob Odenkirk movie, you know, we he's a big star to us. And he's obviously a big TV star and, and just an all-time great. But that movie was always going to be on the smaller side, realistically. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it would break out. Maybe it still will. But I don't think that necessarily has to move because of Wonder Woman. It's it's going to do what it was going to do anyway. And you know what? We do we do a box off. Well, I don't know this year. Probably not. We're going to have to pro, uh, postpone the summer box office league this year, which is a travesty. But that is a mm-hmm. movie that I feel like somebody would have drafted and it would have gotten pushed into fall anyway. Because right, when you right. see a movie like that on the schedule in August, it could very easily be pushed into the fall. So that might that right. might just well, get let's, pushed no let's, matter what. Yeah. Well, let's we're 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 getting off track of what the big move was, which is Wonder Woman is moving to mid-August. So, do we think that Wonder Woman is going to do as much business as it would have done in June? Well, the reason why, I mean, it, it, no, no, because I think. Well, it depends because now the summer the summer will still wind down in the sense of kids having to go back to school. But you're right. going to have this renewed, hopefully, this is all very hopeful. Hopefully you'll have this renewed wanting to go out and do things and see movies. So it may still make money into the fall that a summer movie normally wouldn't. It's very hard yeah, to and say. Yeah, and it's... And and it's not like it used to be where September comes and there aren't hits anymore because the It movies come out the first weekend in September and they've made hundreds of millions of dollars apiece. And, and look at... So Wonder Woman could conceivably just make bank for those three weeks in August when kids are still out and just keep making bank in September. And dude, look at Suicide Squad. A movie that opened right. in August. Guardians of the Galaxy, a movie that opened in August. They did Baffa Bobo. Now, those movies usually open earlier in August. Like, the last big August movie, which, like you said, the last couple of years, we've had the Guardians movies, we've had Suicide Squad. Those usually do open, like, the first or second weekend in August, and this is mid-August. So, it's not like the prime August slot. Yeah, but I think it was the only one that made sense for them. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I guess you could have done August 7th because there's not really much there. Yeah. What is coming out August 7th? That's what I'm trying to look for. Uh, a Mark Wahlberg starrer called Infinite and then a horror okay, movie so called The Empty Man. So, so it is interesting that they didn't move it. They didn't move it to that date. It's almost like they're still hedging their bets where they don't even know for sure the movie business will be open. Yeah, I think that by early August. And they also didn't want to open on the second weekend or the first weekend after Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Because right, you want to see or clear of that. You got to give that a wide berth, but yeah, I think that right, I think it's right. more of 
it it does well the peter rabbit movie opens on august 7th okay so that's the thing so that moved to august 7th so but still i mean so it's the second weekend yeah still that's you could bump you can bump fucking peter rabbit fuck that rabbit <laughs> and then do well let's talk through now the other movies the other moves that we know of well, since last week. So In the Heights, In the Heights is moving mm-hmm. from June 26th to TBD. And then we've got... Wow, off the sked. Yeah, In the Heights, who knows? And then Scoob, which is a movie that was supposed to open in May, May 15th, is moving to TBD. So that was a no-brainer. It was one of the only ones still holding on because everything mm-hmm. else had moved from that date and... That that might be a streamer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A a movie that is holding firm is Tenet. I'm mean, Tenet. Tenet, which is the Christopher Nolan movie, is set has said that it is holding firm at July seventeenth. I mean that is still a possibility. You know, no one knows anything but July does seem far enough away, mid-July, where you hold out hope that we're back safely seeing movies by then. I think the next big move is going to be Tom, uh, I was about to say Tom Gunn, Top Gun 2, Maverick. I feel like it's going to have to move from June 24th. Oh, man, that's going to be a rough one to accept. That's going to hurt. I don't know if Cruise... I don't know if Cruise is going to allow it to be moved. I mean, it's... it's If theaters are, are not at full capacity, then mm-hmm. I do think that it does not get released on that date. Hmm. Right, right. I... I mean... I mean, I wonder where are all these movies going to go? Is this is the fall going to become the summer season? Uh, 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 it might. Because Black Widow, Black Widow, Top Gun, and well, Wonder Woman's already moved, but Black Widow and Top Gun, you would think, are going to open this year. Yeah, and I think with Black Widow, we talked last week that that's going to move into the Eternal spot. It just moves into the Immortal spot. Eternals. Eternal spot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. And so uh, and then ju- it's hold- so Tenet holding firm, another movie holding firm, Bad Trip, April 17th, holding firm. That is amazing. I mean, I guess... That is a movie that they're just planning will be in these drive-in theaters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that'll be a fun movie to see in a drive-in. We should get our friend who has a car to take us to the drive-in to see Bad Trip. Yes. that might, And that might be the first time we see each other since what? So when was the last time I saw you? Beginning of March. Beginning of March. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. That could be our reunion. We should go. Um, we should have our friend who has a car pick us both up 
and put hoods over our heads Mm -hmm. for the entire ride so that we don't see each other until the movie starts. Oh, not for safety reasons? No, no, just for, like, uh, shock value. But we'll know that it's each other, right? I mean, we'll figure it out with other context clues, but I still think the hood over the head is is a cool reveal. Here's, I think, here's a better thing. We okay. we go in, we get into the car, right. and he has somebody in there with a hood on, and we don't know who the fuck it is. That's better. That's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. And we can't tell from their body because they're bo- cause they're dressed in an amorphous clothing. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's the Okay, play. so then, yeah, we go see Bad Trip. Our friend picks us up. There's a fourth person in the car with a hood on their head not revealed until the movie is over, maybe? Do they have to watch the movie? Maybe that'll ruin the experience for me. I think once we get situated, snacks are all set, I think then the hood comes off. Okay. And we play it where it lies. Yeah. We don't know what the situation yeah. is. Yeah, I think that's great. So Bad Trip still scheduled to come out in... Three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's as a drive-in only experience. It's pretty amazing. So no. So I'm. What are you gonna say? No, nothing. I'm looking at some other movies that have not moved yet for June and July, because basically now everything other than Bad Trip has moved through May. So, you know, you got the King of Staten Island. Who cares? That comes out, doesn't come out. Just put it on uh, Comedy Central at 3 o'clock in the morning. Have it on uh, uh, Shorties Watching Shorties. Introduce that one. But a few that are still big other than Top Gun. Free Guy is the Ryan Reynolds video game action comedy scheduled to open July 3rd. I can't imagine that's going to happen. That's Big Willie Weekend. But the big one that we haven't mentioned yet that is now something that I I guess is is a is very much up in the air is the Ghostbusters movie on July 10th. Yeah, I mean, would you even say I I would venture to say that that's not even a big movie. That's not even uh, that, that's a, that's not at the level of Top Gun. That's not the level of even Free no, Guy. Well, I I think we would both we're both predicting that movie is not going to do well, but a Ghostbusters movie is still something that they are hoping makes a ton of money. It's still a big movie. Well, all the summer movies are movies that are supposed to make so, like big money. That's when you release your big money movies. Right. I mean, Ghostbusters is a movie that's coming out in July, and it is the big movie of that week. Yeah. You know, it's a tent, it's a tent pole. It is going up against... You know, not the, all tent poles hold, uh-huh. but it is a tent pole. It is going up against The Purge 5. So it's definitely a bigger movie than a Purge movie. I'll give you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's. I haven't heard anything either way. We haven't heard anything about Soul moving. 
the Pixar movie June nineteenth. Although, although here, just one thing back to Purge Five. I'm looking at Purge Five. Did you know it's directed by James Wan and stars Margot Robbie and Anna Kendrick and Tom Holland and Morgan Freeman? Uh, that's got to be fake. What? Are you, no way. Is this, a, is this a deep fake, dude? Is it a deep fake, dude? It's a deep fake. Where are you? Where are you at? I'm on Wikipedia. No, dude. And that's what's listed. That's what's that's what's listed there. But it might be a deep fake, dude. So the next. Okay, so I'm on Google, and the cast here says Anna De La Rigura. To, it's Cassidy Freeman and Will Patton. Okay. All right. That makes way more sense than Margot Robbie in a James Wan movie. Yeah. Well, you got... That's so weird. It was a deep fake. It was a deep fake. I can't believe you fell for that. That makes us look so dumb. So these are just big... Other big pieces that if they move into a crowded fall... This fall is just going to be completely bonkers. So are you just going to fly past the fact that you got deep faked? Yeah, that was a while ago. And we all get deep faked nowadays. That happens to everybody. I I do feel like we will all we'll all we're all going to be deep faked. You're just one of the first people to get deep faked in that way. Well, I'm, on air. I'm the first to I'm the first to brush it off, so uh, confidently, and I think that sets a tone for the way you need to act when you are deep faked. You have to just, you have to no sell it. Okay, so so as a as a good friend, I should have let you just brush it off your shoulder and kept going. But I feel like yes, as as a bo boy, we have a higher level of professionalism and a higher level of of truth telling that we need to stick to. And that's why I do feel like there needs to be some sort of formal apology for putting that out there. Because as I've said, no, there can't be, as I've said before, you have to brush it off. As I've said before, everything you say, I say, and everything I say, you say, we're the BO boys. That's how it goes. So you saying that was like me saying it. And so, therefore, I really right. needed to jump on that because I... No, you needed to brush it off. You needed to brush it off. That's what you have to do when you get deep faked. But I'm so much harder on myself than I am on anyone else. And since we're the same, basically, on the BO boys, that's why I need to come down really hard on you. You're, you're, totally, you're totally just letting the deep fakers win when that happens. Okay, so... Y- you got to blow right by it, and they won't do it again. Okay, so so mistakes were made, and we can move on. 100%. Okay. So what were you saying before? So, what were you saying? I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking how nuts this fall is going to be if, if you start moving... Free Guy, Ghostbusters, you know, where is Into the Heights going to go? Is that going to go into December when you already have West Side Story? You know, we might have Into the Heights versus West Side Story at the box office. They might be playing over top one another on the same screen Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think movies might start by necessity having to be shown the same way like people are shown in a Zoom conference? Yes. Just like laid one layer on just half the screen is is into the heights, half the screen is West Side Story. I think that, you know how there are music mashups. There are people who do songs that are part, say, a Christina Aguilera song and a Strokes song. I'm, of course, referring to A Stroke of Genius, which is a mashup. I feel like this is a perfect time to have a In the Heights West Side Story mashup. And then it's just Mm -hmm. a movie that's mixed together and you get you release it at the same time. Yes. But so maybe with you charge twice with Black Widow. Yeah, you've got to. You get half the entertainment for twice the amount of money. Maybe with those Marvel movies, they just put Black Widow and the Eternals out together. Yeah, that's a that's a splice job. What you do is you have you make it a longer movie. And you have the Eternals doing their Eternals thing, which we all know so much about the Eternals. So I really have to go into it as to what the Eternals are all about and what they do every day. But then as a subplot, you have the Black Widow movie going on. So you just cutting back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think that's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, because there's no way you could release all these movies separately. There, there's going to have to be some mashups. Yeah, and I think that makes sense for a lot of movies to be smushed together yeah i could see scoob and free guy being a mashup yeah you just have scooby and 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 scrappy and what is what's that fucking stoner's guy's name oh grungy uh grungy yeah and you have ryan reynolds hang out with him uh, he's got the green shirt and the and the goatee. Shaggy. Shaggy. Yeah. You have Shaggy and Ryan Reynolds. People aren't going to notice the difference. No, of course not. I think that's a perfect. Okay, idea. so are there any other things we need to discuss with these moves? No. Uh, I think all the moves have been covered. If there are. More moves, we will, this week, we'll do a bonus, uh, you know, emergency episode. It seems like we're doing an emergency episode every week, so probably end up doing one of those on, what, Thursday, Friday, maybe, if there's any other big moves. You can rely on the BO boys for that. Yeah. Yeah, because the next shoes to drop seem to be some of the ones at the end of June and the beginning of July. Like you said, Top Gun is is the big next shoe. I think we, what is cathartic about this show is that right now there's a lot of moves. And when there's a lot of moves going on, there's uncertainty. And it it means that the crisis is continuing and possibly mm-hmm. getting worse. But then once the moves stop and once you see movies moving earlier or finding dates that didn't have dates before. I think that's when you'll Mm -hmm. know that normalcy is around the corner. So when you're listening to this and you're hearing all of the stuff that's going on, just remember that it's not always going to be like this. There will be a time where all movies have found a place and they found a home 
like Bombshell, found its home on VOD. We will have a world like that again. I, I, I'm, I'm sure of it. I have to hope for that. And, and so yeah. when you track the trajectory of these episodes, when you go and you listen back, you're going to hear this, and it's going to bring catharsis. Uh, trust me. Just please trust us. You got to trust us. So let's real quick. We said that we were going to do a review of the hunt. I don't think we should do too mm-hmm. in-depth of a review. But since somebody is able to put their hard-earned cash on the line to see this movie, we need to let people know whether or not they should. And I think we've been alluding to the fact that they shouldn't. No, they. this is not worth the $20, not even close. This is no better than any any just mid-level action movie you're going to find on Netflix or Amazon for free. And it's it it is not it does not rise above your Spencer Confidential level, you know, Netflix streamer. Well, I will say at least Spencer Confidential knew who it was for. This movie yes tries to be satirical and biting about the left and the right and think of the most basic jokes the most basic pejoratives that you could put on either side and that is this movie with no added depth and it's so confused it was such a confusing experience you never know why you care about the lead character. Well, you don't. You never know. You don't. And and they were totally toothless in taking a side. And if you don't take a side, there's no reason for the audience to care about what's happening. Uh, I mean, I can disagree with that because... Well, in this type of movie, in, in this type of movie, which is a straightforward, like, action movie you gotta have a hero and if you're gonna have a hero you gotta say this is the person and the side that we care about in this world that we've set up i think the issue and not to get too deep into politics because we don't want to do that although this movie it, it it brings up those kind of conversation starters i do think that they were trying to pierce the balloons of both sides but they're obviously liberals so they were playfully making fun of liberals and then also like uh, trying to make fun of conservatives who they, I don't think, really know anything about other than what the cartoonish version of a conservative is. Right, right. So it, you have to have— And let's also just— Sorry. No, no, go for it. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. You also, I think we also have to say, so the lead character in this was played by Betty Gilpin, who's best known as a TV actress or streamer actress. She's on Glow. Uh-huh. And I got to say, I don't know what she was doing in this movie. What's the opposite of a... Or what she was trying to... What's the opposite of a star turn? Yes, this is a reduction, a star reduction is she somehow in a worse place than she was before this movie came out? Yes. 
Yes, I think this is... Because it just puts... It, it makes it clear this person is not the lead of a movie. It's like, you know the movie with Dennis Quaid, The Rookie, where he's like a 40-year-old who goes to the majors? Okay. It'd be like that if he tried out for the majors and they were like, you're not good enough. You stink. Mm-hmm. And you need to go back to doing whatever you were doing before you did this. That's what this movie is for her. It's a big shot that she blew. She blew it. Yeah. And it's a ter- it's it's a really badly written movie. The the character stinks, but there's performances that could be had in that same part that are way more fun and interesting than what she was able to bring. Well, here's an example of some like the Happy Death Day, which I think was a fun movie that was elevated mm-hmm. by the strength of the lead character mm-hmm. and the strength of her performance. I think that was a star turn. Now, nothing's really happened with her since then, but that's more about like, what are the parts that a, a actress can play now? Like what are the movies that an actress can have a lead in that are actually made and get on the big screen? But that is something that this movie lacked. Yes. Yeah, the 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 lead role was so incredibly bland and unfocused. I mean, this movie is is you you could understand why no one people knew. You could understand why a brand new movie like this in a time when everyone's stuck in their house still managed to do no business on VOD. Yeah, and I don't think, and the funny thing is they tried to play it up as it was so controversial and blah, 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 no one could handle it. And like you said, it's toothless, and the reason people didn't want to see it is it had nothing to do with the politics of it. It had to do with that it just looked like a crappy movie, and it was a pretty crappy movie. Yeah, yeah, this is a movie that, in a perfect world, never to come out in theaters. And it would have just been something that got dumped onto Amazon Prime and you wouldn't have heard about it. Well, this is that's where it belongs. This is you were saying you've said in previous episodes that Jason Blum, this is a Blumhouse movie. He knows where to bury the bodies. He's good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, Things have been crazy. So this one, I think, kind of escaped his view. Mm -hmm. Or I also think that there was some controversy. This one broke out of the morgue. Someone broke this out of the morgue. Yeah, and I do think that this is... I think the people behind it are pretty well-known writers from TV, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, I think, Damian Lindelof, who I think is one of the creators of Lost. Mm -hmm. So I think that is... You know, they took a flyer on this this film, and yeah, it was Nick Cues and Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. So they're well-known guys, yeah, did The Leftovers, Watchmen, Lost, uh, but you know what? Again, they're TV guys. You know what? People make mistakes, and people... I think one good thing is it looks like most people did not make the mistake of dropping money for this movie. So I will say that this is a definite 
skip. Do not rent this movie. Definitely not. No. Do save your hard-earned money, like we said last week. Save your money to buy a car because you're going to need it to go to the movies, or to save up for a cube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're coming. And we don't know how much they're going to cost. Yeah, so you've got to be very careful about what you rent right now because the cubes could be way more expensive than we think. They probably will be because I don't think we have any idea what the technology is going to be to keep somebody safe inside a cube. Mm-hmm. And have it be clear, which that's not free. Oh, yeah. you got to have a clear cube. Yeah. Or tinted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that'll. Be I mean, the, the ki- best case is the best case is it's uh, like one way glass, so you could see out, but otherwise you're just like a walking mirror. I feel like there'll be some legal reasons why they have to be completely clear, because who knows what you're doing? You in don't think cube. having? Hmm, yeah, but I mean, that's that's all right. I mean, I think most people will assume wrong if you have a cube that someone can see out of but no one can see in i think that the assumption there is going to be that there's some sort of monkey business going on inside the cube and that that's not what is happening a hundred percent but i think we're a society now that doesn't value privacy and looks at somebody who wants privacy as a person who is doing something that is untoward so in the new society Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i do think that they're gonna have to have clear cubes and it'll be a violation if you have a heavily tinted cube or a one-way mirror type cube yeah i mean we'll see i'm sure there is you know money trumps everything and i'm sure there's going to be ways of paying for like special designations that allow you to have a mirrored cube as opposed to a clear cube. I I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's always a class thing anyway. Right, right, right. So the rich will be walking around in their clear cubes and the rest of us working stiffs. Well, they'll, they'll have the mirrored cubes. We'll have the clear cubes. You you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, Pat, I think we did it. Yeah, we did it. So where can they find us, contact us? So email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com and uh, let us know. Like I I've said it, I want to hear from people who've gone to see a movie in the past week or two. Oh, drive-in if you've people? you've gone, whether it's a drive-in, drive-in people, if you're one of those people who went to, there's a couple of theaters in North Dakota that are non-drive-in theaters that are still open. Wow. I got to hear about this experience. Yeah, please email us. If if you are listening to this at a drive-in for some reason, pull out your camera phone. Shoot some pics. Mm -hmm. Show us what's Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, as for the Patreon, of course, there is a Patreon freeze that we have enacted. We're not going to be asking anybody for any sort of money for the next couple of months. Uh, I would also say that we're probably going to uh, uh, freeze 
anybody who's already giving us Patreon money just because it's fair. Unless they tell us yes. otherwise that they their situation has not changed, and then that case we will still take the money, but we will we will assume that most people are out of work, cannot go to their job because of this crisis. So for the time being, until you can go set your foot into a movie theater or safely drive a car into the drive-in, we will not take any money from Patreon. So we're enacting a Patreon freeze. Yes. So landlords... Take note. And I think we are modeling behavior. What we're doing here is modeling behavior that should be mirrored in the wider world for Mm -hmm. bigger things that cost more money. Our Patreon, Mm -hmm. five bucks, for a lot of people, that's a lot. For most people, it's not so much. But it starts small and goes big. So I think people are going to hear about this. Congress will hear about this and say, if the B.O. boys who are obsessed with money, who are obsessed with money being the only way to measure success, if they are able to cast aside that shackle and freeze their Patreon, what are we doing? Well, you're fucking taking taxes from people now. Well, we're making people pay rent. What are we animals? Right. Are the B.O. boys better than us? That's what they should be saying. And we are because we did it first, but you know, we are. But they don't. They should not want us to be. So they should also give people their money back. That's what I say. So Pat, I, I, we we definitely did it, and I think there's only one last thing left to say. Until next. Until next, next time, time. We'll we'll smell, smell you. you. At the box office. At the box office. Nailed Nailed it. it.